week on Erotic Awakening, MS in Vanilla Land, Adam and Eve, and Going for 16. BDSM and non-standard relationships. Power exchange and polyamory. Sacred sexuality and fetishes. As well as, well as simply, simply fun, fun kink. kink. You'll find shows on these topics and all things Dana Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Right now. Hi, Dawn. Yeah. Hi, Dan. How are you this fine evening? Uh, a little tired, but that's okay. Well, a little tired and a little jazzed. I don't know why I'm a little jazzed, so it's not caffeine I'm drinking, but it's okay. Well, fair enough. <laughs> Tonight on the podcast, we're going to talk about um, what you can do when you're out in vanilla land if you have a power exchange relationship, and we'll get into that in just a moment. Mm-hmm. We also have an interview with... Katie, who is the PR director for Adam and Eve. If you've bought a toy online, you've probably come across Adam and Eve, or maybe in your local business. Uh, you or, or, or maybe you ran across your parents' catalog that came in the mail. I hear don't a, want to think about that. No, yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> and we will also continue on our questions of how kinky are we. So far, we're 11 for 11. We're going to try for 16. There's actually really good ones coming up. That I purposefully stopped last time to get, let them have their own little individual questioning. Okay, okay. Tonight, though, we're going to start off, Dawn, with this idea that you and I are in a 24-7 power exchange relationship. Yes, sir. Now, recently, I have been, um, it's been requested that I present the class. Master Hank? Yes, I am a delicate flower and my gift is a submission. And submission is a gift. Yes. And other bullshit that Master Hank doesn't tolerate. Right. And I've been listening to some other people talk about DS lately and MS. And I keep, you know, I have to bite my Master Hank tongue. Mm-hmm. Um, because some of the things that I hear are very different from how we do power exchange. Right. The reason I bite my tongue is because we don't necessarily do it right or wrong. It's just different from how we do it. We're in this 24-7 relationship where we are always in a power exchange relationship. So right. let's say, for example, you and I are over at Whole Foods trying to pick up some Moshi balls, mm. which you got to try the other night, Yummy. which were quite delicious. Yes. And you say or do something unbecoming of being my slave. So say, let's say, for example... Um, Somebody cuts, somebody takes the last strawberry mochi ball from directly in front of you. <laughs> from the freezer. Yes, from the freezer. And you mumble something like, well, aren't you a cunt? Ooh. That is not something I expect or accept from my slave. Right. right? So I guess because we're in public, I just have to suck it up until we get into a more, until we get home or something or in the car. I've don't see you doing that so you're usually pretty creative on how you can punish me i don't think you would like drop me to my knees and berate me in front of everybody i don't think you would pull out the magical cane that you keep in your back pocket (laughs) or the paddle and beat me in front of everybody but you've done things in public before i i tell you what i have a good example i got i got one i can remember you have a couple too public too yeah fairly recent no. Okay, no. I have a fairly recent one. So the idea okay. is that, first off, there's this difference between punishment, correction, and discipline. And we talk about that. And we talk about that in our book and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But the idea that there's 
never there's also this balance of consent and it's not just our consent we negotiated a power exchange relationship but all the other people at whole foods for example or in these public settings did not right they don't and it would make me very uncomfortable to watch someone else express a some kind of a correction or discipline in a public setting Mm -hmm. because I don't know their dynamic, right? If it's in a MS setting and I know somebody identifies as a power exchange and they're healthy. And if he puts uh, her on her knees and berates her or she grabs him by the shorties, for example, if Miss Brenda were to correct Arcane in front of me before a mass meeting, I would patiently wait it out because Mm -hmm. that's an appropriate place to do that. Right. So what did what came to your mind when you say in a public setting that I've corrected uh, you? Mine wasn't recent. Mine was um, when we used to do lunches with Master Sherry, and you were mentoring mm-hmm. Master Sherry, mm-hmm. and we were in a little restaurant, and I was supposed to keep an eye on your drink and not let it get empty. That little Mexican restaurant with the tacos? Yes, sir. Oh, so good. I know, the shrimp tacos. Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I had been paying attention to your two's conversation instead of the drink and let your drink get empty. And the way you punished me was by making me keep my hand in a cup of ice and not cry about it, which was the punishment because I I wanted to cry about it. So because I was being punished in front of Master Sherry, but in a public setting. So the crying wasn't about the pain of oh, ice. No. It was about the the fact that I deserved the punishment for one and that it was in mm-hmm. front of other people, one power exchange and others not, even though the ones that were not had no clue what was going right. on. Right. You know, it wasn't done over the board. It wasn't done anything. You know, you told me what to do and I did it. It wasn't a big flare or, you know, mm-hmm. no ego driven thing. It was just there. And it was very uh, uh, low key. Yes. I- I'm thinking of another word, but I can't think of it. Subtle. Subtle. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So that's one great example, right, of just having you keep mm-hmm. your hand in the ice. Um, I'm good for little pinches, mm-hmm. you know, because you know you, you can control your response to those little pinches, mm-hmm. right? And you make them subtle enough that they're not these big production things. Right. A lot of times it's something, it's, it could be as simple, simple as shifting from holding your hand to putting your, my hand around your wrist, mm-hmm. which is more of a possessive way to hold your hand and simply leaning over and say, you know, uh, pay more attention to this or pay less attention to this mm-hmm. or whatever. A lot of times, though, these correction, again, you know, is something that isn't intended to be this really big deal. Right. It's creating either it's moving you in a place of being your best place mm-hmm. or it's a little more self-driven where I don't like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll remind you to flip your phone over. Mm hmm. That's not punishment. It's not discipline. It's even light correction, but it's nothing that you know impacts your ego, or impacts the people sitting around you, right? But even then, if it was something where we're in a group of people that don't really know us, I would either whisper it to you, mm-hmm. or I would say it jovially. Uh huh. Um, the one I, you know, and and I, I. It's tricky, right? Because we come back to this whole idea of consent, right? The people around us don't necessarily. But but on the other hand, we have our relationship and it's our right to express our relationship. So right. finding that balance between the two. Yeah, I'm kind of curious, but not um, about how you would discipline if I 
mumbled to somebody that they were being a cunt. At a Whole Foods. At a Whole at Foods. At a Moshi Ball sort of thing. Yeah. Like um, I said, I don't want to do it to find out. I'm just kind of curious what creative thing you would come up with as a punishment. What comes to my mm-hmm. mind at the moment is that I would creep my little hand up into your hair and I would whisper to you to go wait in the car and I would hand you the keys and you would go wait in the car and you wouldn't get Ooh. any Moshi Balls. Ooh. That's rough. Because I know that's punishment. If you would not do that unless the, it was punishment. If the person heard you, mm-hmm. then I would have put you behind me, putting myself between you and them, and apologized for you. Ouch. And I would have said, I am sorry about my wife. I will. And, you, you know, you have to come up with this language that says, you know, I don't tolerate that, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to go beat her. Like right, some kind of right. wife beater. But I would apologize for your actions. Yeah. That's the first part, which I, not only does, is that the appropriate thing to do for the other person? Mm-hmm. As you know, that is also a, a punishment for oh, you. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, wow. So it's about learning your slave then. Yeah. It's about what would work. Absolutely. Because, yeah, because for somebody else, I, I don't even know what kind of other slave or personality that that wouldn't work for. But I'm sure there's some that that would have no... No effect whatsoever mm-hmm. as punishment. Right. So something else would be needed. For me, it works very well. If you really wanted to, if this is something that you were concerned about, or, or just something for fun to practice, right? Something po- 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 Polovian? What's the dog thing, damn it? Polovian. Yeah, okay, good. Pavlov. 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 Polovian. Mm-hmm. Okay, why not? That's a science word. Um, then every time that I do correct, discipline, or punish you, I could always start off by a particular key phrase or grabbing your pinky. Mm-hmm. So that in the future, when we're in public, I can do that same key phrase or just grab your pinky and put you in that space of saying, ah, I know what's going on here. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, as it is now, if we're in conversation and I've interrupted somebody and you don't think I should have or, you know, usually I don't realize if I've done that or not, but you pick up on it. You'll put a hand on my leg Mm -hmm. or you'll kick my foot (laughs) or something. Or put my my foot on top of your foot. Yeah. You know, and not like the cuddly way that we do it when we're sitting at restaurants mm-hmm. and it's stuff, but very the more much a, I, I remember my presence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Boom. There you go. So that's how we do it. Or if how you do it. That's how, well, no, that's how we do it. Yeah. You get to be part of that as well. If mm-hmm. you do it in a different way and you'd like to tell us about it, we have a comment form on the webpage, eroticawakening.com. So, and you can also follow us on FetLife and a couple of other places, but uh, the best way is to go to the website, eroticawakening.com. There you will find other ways to contact us, as well as where we will be presenting past podcast episodes, linked to the newsletter, and other stuff. Awesome. Speaking of Moshi Balls, you and I had a very nice dinner the other night. Uh, kind of a... Last night. It wasn't... You know, I was about to say kind of a poly six-couple sort of date thing. But it really wasn't. It mm-hmm. wasn't, and 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 the people that we were with made it very clear that this isn't a poly thing. This is more of a friends having dinner discussing a particular topic. Right. So, so but but it was still a very nice dinner. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. you got to try mochi balls for the first time. I did. I Are they not? The did you try ones. them? Did you try the red bean? No, I didn't want to try the red yeah. bean. So <laughs> I stuck with the strawberry. It was quite delicious, right? Awesome. Oh, the strawberry was amazing. Uh, we'll talk about episode sixteen in the next episode because apparently we made someone cry. Mm-hmm. That's what they told us. So we're going to read what it is that made them cry. I fi- I looked it up earlier. I figured out uh, what it was. And we'll read it again and we can see if we can I make can, each other cry. Is I, I got a feeling it's, it's what I'm thinking it is. So we're going to get into our into conversation our- with... <laughs> wow. 
How it's do you forget late. the word conversation when you've been doing this for 450 <laughs> episodes? I don't know. We're going to get in our conversation with Katie from the Adam and Eve sex toy distributor. But first on, do you have any tentacles on the boobs? I, I do not have tentacles on the boobs. But tentacles, yes. <laughs> so um, actually, Queenie BBW has been sending me quite a few. So her and Crazy Heart oh, have been sending Crazy us. A, yeah. So um, sent me the tentacle kites that are on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Going around on Facebook. So it's like a whole sky this. full of tentacle kites. It's, okay. it's really kind of neat. And then uh, Queenie BBW also sent me a crocheted tentacle hat. So might have to get that for this winter. Very cool. And uh, uh Little Erendale, I think I'm pronouncing that correctly, sent me a picture of a tentacle body pillow. And it is literally like a single tentacle body pillow. And it's pink and purple. Mm-hmm. It's really cute. Um, but the interesting one, I mean, all of those are interesting and cool. And I may have to buy them. But Jay-Z sent me a picture. Um, he went into a shop. And this guy takes old dictionary pages and then, like, imposes pictures on top of the dictionary pages. And this one um, was a uh, bathtub with tentacles coming out of it with soap and a brush and a loofah and, you know, that type of stuff. And it said, wash, rinse, repeat. I'd I'd love to have a tentacle monster wash, rinse, and repeat. I'm sure you would. (laughs) Inside and out. (laughs) Oh, my. I like tentacles. I, and some yes. people don't get it until I start explaining it. Somebody uh, the other night was, was like, I just don't get it. What do you like about squid? And I'm like, no, no, no. It's not like squid <laughs> and real octopuses. It's tentacles. Do you know what tentacles can do? And I just kind of snaked my arm with my hand and then just kind of went. <laughs> <laughs> and they got it. <laughs> For some reason, I'm thinking about the, uh, you're going to hear in the interview coming up something to do with male prostate stimulation, and I Uh hope that's not how that works, with the snaking and the sucking. (laughs) The snaking and sucking and holding dildos. I actually, uh, (laughs) after we were done with the interview, I told the um, person that we were interviewing, Uh I said, you know, you can actually, she said, you know, do you want me to send you a toy or two so you guys can, you know, check these out, the things that we were talking about? Uh I said, yeah, but you don't have to send us any of the male prostate she said, oh, yeah, I'm definitely sending you some male prostate simulator. So. And then she said she'll send them so you can giggle at them. <laughs> we will see how I feel that day. Mm, okay. Um, That's something new, huh? Is that on that uh, list we're going to ask let's, each other? <laughs> let's move on to that list before going any further. Okay. So, Don, currently we've been going through the list of uh, from PuckerMob.com. How many of these can you cross off your kinky and freaky bucket list? We started at the beginning, and we are so far 11 for 11. Woohoo! So let's see how we get, let's do the next five. Dawn. Yes. Have you ever used a double dildo with another girl? I have. As have and I. had you used a double dildo with another girl? I was, you were one of the girls, <laughs> if that feels better. <laughs> Thanks. So, so uh, yeah, and it had alien hit heads. I Remember? forgot about the alien. Was that yeah. the one with all the different controllers and buttons yeah. and stuff? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you were between us, and we kind of scissored legs and put them in, but they had alien heads. I forgot about the alien that heads. That was That's so cool. Very true. <laughs> but it was of the kind of rubber that kind of if you put it next if you put it next to another dildo, the colors kind of bleed and yeah, we yeah, that was unfortunate. It did out. die. Yeah, it, did die. it died. Uh, number thirteen. Let a girl use a strap on to fuck you. Yes. With- what? You were invited. You decided not to go. 
I thought you haven't had a strap on. No, yet. with um the same person I did the double dildo with. Oh. We were at a swing club, and it was supposed to be you watching her with me, and you decided to go do something else at the swing club. The so. fuck was I thinking? <laughs> okay, so that's... So, uh, yes, I have I have once. I will have to say, I have never used a let a girl put on a strap on and fuck me. Okay. So do we get half credit for that? But you have put a strap on on your thigh for me to fuck your thigh. Yeah, then now here's the question. Let a girl... Use a strap on okay, to fuck it. So got we're going to have to take half credit half on that one. Half credit on that one. Okay. And I'm okay with that because we're about to not get credit on this one. Uh-oh. Oh, you know what? We're going to get Maybe. another half credit. I stand corrected. Use a strap on to fuck a guy. No, I bought one mm-hmm. and then we broke up. Right. Right. So it's never been used. Okay. It is still in my toy box. It has never been used on a guy or a girl. Okay. It is a virgin strap on. So we get, we're okay on that one, and we uh-huh. get a half credit. We missed oh, one. Wait. Yep, half, and then we missed this one. Oh, man, it's lame. Maybe we can recover, though. Yeah. Well, and maybe, but you know what? I don't have fantasies about fucking a guy with a strap on. The reason I got this one is because he and I were um, cuddling and talking, and he happened to become vulnerable and let me know it was a fantasy of his that he had never acted out on mm-hmm. that's why i went and got it so oh, yeah. you know that it has like i said it has nothing to do with them not that i could really care less if people have fantasies about you know about doing that and obviously many do and many enjoy it mm-hmm. but it's not one of my fantasies but if you like mm. spoke to me and that was one of your little vulnerable secrets or somebody else did i would absolutely want to help fulfill that would that impact your view of me as a master if you put on a strap on and fuck me i don't think so because i've heard of other masters doing that too and it depends if we go into it with you telling me i'm going to do it or if the energy is more sacred sexuality and i'm the priestess i Mm -hmm. can do it in either one of those two ways i couldn't do it and dominate you but i could i could do the action as priestess or as a slave being told Okay. Now, for clarity's sake, if I'm taking a nap on Sunday afternoon, <laughs> don't lube up and slide in. That's not no, no not that's on my not list. That's not how I would do that. <laughs> All right. Let's see if we can recover. Okay. Make a little homemade porno. Oh fuck yeah! Yes, more than and one. And we've done that with George the Tentacle Dildo. Yes, I actually <laughs> took all of our little homemade porno videos and stringed them together into a single homemade movie. Did you know? The plot doesn't really hold. Probably not. But probably, it works out And it's okay. probably a little choppy. So, yes. But you know what is is they don't ask on there, have you made your own porn, watched your own porn, and that doubled up the heat of yeah. you fucking while you're watching your own porn. Right. <laughs> while you're making it, right? <laughs> I you, so look at this the, while we're looking at it. That is absolutely uh, uh, silical for me, watching myself mm-hmm. while I'm being fucked. While, yeah, that just, oh, that's hot. I'm not disagreeing. <laughs> uh, as a matter of fact, I will say that if on the occasions where I'm going to watch porn to the point of getting off, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll review porn from an interest perspective of to see if there's anything interesting out there. Mm-hmm. But if I want to get off, the porn that I watch will be porn that I've recorded. Oh, yeah? My porn. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nice. <laughs> anyway, so two more. They go together. Okay. Have you ever masturbated for the camera? Absolutely. Okay. Check. And? 
part two of that, send it to your partner. Have I? Have I sent you any? I don't even know if I've sent Big D any. I can remember a picture that you've shared with I've, me. I've sent pictures, but have I sent video? Uh, uh, masturbate for the camera is what it says. It doesn't oh, say pictures, pictures. Okay. absolutely. Good. All yes. right. <laughs> so have you sent me one? I think I have. I seem to recall in our earlier days. I remember the picture Especially with the claws. Like if I would, yeah, that's the one that I always think about. Yeah. Um, I seem to recall maybe when I was on one of my business trips. Maybe. Maybe, but the one with the claws is the one that sticks yeah. out. Okay, I'm gonna I'm so, taking credit for that. Okay, one. okay, so that puts us at a. Uh, you had to have masturbated for as hard one, as you were two, in that three, picture four, with yes. the claws. <laughs> Fourteen and a half for seventeen is our new score. Wow! I know, the, for, for some we're reason, sliding. I feel bad. <laughs> Twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. No, fifteen and a half. But still. That's uh, hilarious that because we've only done 15 and a half of these slutty activities, we're like, oh, geez, we're just so vanilla. <laughs> well, and one was in the works. I just broke up with a dude yeah. before it played out. So, Don, if you want to try some of these things with us, we will do it. We're next weekend, we'll be heading to the Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania for the Steel City Scandal. Absolutely. With a steampunk theme, and it's almost Halloween, so I was able to get steampunk stuff. So at the the costume store, they had a whole corner of it. It was amazing. <laughs> Did you know that the Steampunk for Sissies podcast is higher rated than Erotic Awakening? No way. <laughs> Take a moment to support the podcast. Rate us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, or wherever you listen. Awesome. Or just tell your friends would be or the lie that you often friends. say at that Sorry. point. Sorry, <laughs> scrolling <laughs> um okay well there we go don and and from here on out we are now going to listen to katie who's going to talk to us mm -hmm. about adam and eve toys did you have something else uh, i was thinking about the events that we have coming up we've been not eventing for a while we've been concentrating on the space but we've got a steel city scandal mm -hmm. we've got sensual spanking at uh guilty pleasures fetish foreplay friday here mm -hmm. in columbus coming up We've got the Flirting Intensive, Flirting for Lifestyle People Intensive, coming up on October, I'm not sure. It's a Saturday this month. And then we're back in Pittsburgh for Pittsburgh Bridge. Pittsburgh Bridge, right. I knew there was another one. So we got like four things going on this month, Ooh. and two of them are in Pittsburgh. And I got to uh, respond to South Plains? Southwest, Southwest Leather, Leather Conference. They're actually waiting for us to respond. Because so. we'll be out there in the Arizona come January. Yay, where it's warm. John, recently on one of our episodes, we talked about non-standard sex toys, and people recommended everything from cucumbers to clothespins to, clothes to, yeah. to bottles that you found laying around the house. <laughs> and those, some of those toys may or may not be your best pleasure sensation opportunity. Fortunately, on the podcast tonight, we have Katie with us. She is the PR director for the Adam and Eve Company, And if you've ever shopped for a sex toy, you have probably come across Adam and Eve at some point in your life. Katie, thanks for joining the show. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. So what, how is it that Adam and Eve is such a household name? Is that, does that imply that sex toys are no longer something we don't talk about? Or is it just something that's becoming more 
more accepted now? Um, well, we've been around about 47 years now, so um, your parents probably heard of us as well. Um, yeah, I don't need that image. And yeah, I think, yeah don't oh, need that image. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think sex toys are becoming the norm. I think a lot of the stigma, um, you know, is going away. Um, but there's still a lot of people who are a little bit squeamish about ordering. Um we're going into their neighborhood store and um, we're trying to trying to take that taboo away. Now, everybody likes to order stuff off the Internet nowadays. When you get something from Adam and Eve, does it have this big, you've got a dildo or sign on the front or <laughs> and is the mailman giving you creep? No, no. Or? Um, no, um, generally, no. Everything is shipped in um, brown paper wrapping, um, you know, very, very discreet, nondescript packaging. That's probably good. Do you find it challenging? Do people like have these, well, how am I supposed to approach my partner with this idea that I want to incorporate a toy into our play? We do. Um, we actually do a survey every year and we ask 1,000 um, Americans their thoughts and feelings on all different kinds of sexual aspects. And we found that a lot of people um, don't ever talk about sex toys with their partners. Um, but we're hoping um, to, you know, increase the communication there because we know a ton of people use toys and we, we would, you know, prefer that they use them together, kind of spice things up and, and take the embarrassment away from it. So how would you recommend people get started with using toys? Because like you said, you know, some are, you've got some people that are shy and some people that don't know how to speak up with what their desires are. Uh, any recommendations? Um, well, you know, always there, it's always a good idea to say, Hey, you know, have you ever tried one of these and wouldn't it be fun if we did this or, you know, something that the couples can use together, um, instead of one person pulling out some <laughs> very large, intimidating object. <laughs> Sounds good. So do you have anything in the toy as you're going through the catalog and all the products at Adam and Eve and, and the, the products are quite varied, right? I mean, do you ever see anything that makes you go, wait, what the fuck? Are you really, do people really want to see this? <laughs> and for that matter. Yeah, there, there are still some. <laughs> go, go ahead. ahead. I... No, I was going to say, yeah, there are still definitely still some items that I see. And I, I think to myself, Oh, well, this, this must be what they talk about when they say for novelty use only. <laughs> do you, as a, now as the PR director, do you ever have times where you've got to reject a toy to say, you know what, that's not in line with what Adam and Eve wants to carry. That's out there. That's too far out there. You know, it's not up to me. I mean, there are things that we don't carry. We choose not to, whether it's because we don't feel it represents a healthy image of sexuality or, um, you know, the quality of the product. I mean, for whatever reason. But our motto has always been, you know, whatever people decide to do in their bedroom, if it's between consenting adults, um, more power to you. Do, you. do you have any toys that you sell that you suggest before using this toy, you should get a little education? I mean, on the BDSM side of the street, right? I wouldn't recommend somebody, oh, a bull whip, just grab it and start swinging it, or right? Or sounds. Or, or sa sounds would be you know, a wonderful <laughs> example of something where, I mean, do you guys sell DVD, training DVDs or anything like that as well? 
we do sell some educational DVDs, and as far as the product line goes, um, we don't carry anything that's you know really heavy BDSM. We call it um, more BDSM light. What we sell more for play, um, you know, for couples who are interested in it, not um, necessarily people who are heavily into the lifestyle. Did you um, and and please go ahead. <laughs> Oh, I was going to say, you know, that goes for some toy um, toy use, too. Um, I wouldn't expect, you know, a novice, somebody who's never had any kind of anal play to go and buy the biggest, you know, dildo for anal use. Makes sense. Have you, did you find any impact from that? Uh, and you, I don't know if you've heard of this book, Fifty Shades of Grey. What kind of impact did that have on Adam and Eve? How much did that? Sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah, no, we, um, we did see um, sales, uh, a big sales boost um, in the toy division for that. Um, and we carried the Fifty Shades line. You know, they had their own line of toys mm-hmm. that they came out with. And it was kind of a, a BDSM. They they had some vanilla items too, but um, they had some BDSM stuff. And I, I think it it made people feel a little more like they'd been given permission to you know try stuff like that in their own bedroom. I can see that. So what what is your? I'm just kind of curious. What is your largest uh, largest largest selling item? What's people's <laughs> favorite thing to come in for? Do you do you know? Um, most people who visit adamandeve.com, um, these days are in the market of toys. Um, we sell a lot of male masturbators. We, um, sell the womanizer and the satisfier are two, um, vibrators that, um, sell like crazy. And they're, they're a totally different style of vibrator. Um, they're more for clitoral stimulation and they kind of create a vortex, um, with pressure and a little bit of suction versus, you know, the, the traditional throbbing vibrator. Um, but women love that. Because I don't like regular vibrators, but this one's called the Satisfier. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I may have to try that. <laughs> I'll, I'll set you up if you if you want to try I'm it out. Try you can that. Apparently my Christmas list yeah. is starting early this year. <laughs> Do you know offhand what the most expensive yeah. thing you sell is? Um, we sell probably the most expensive is it's a sex machine and it's almost a thousand dollars. Is it the Sibian? It, it's similar to the okay. Sibian. <laughs> Figure that's probably what it was. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so, what would you like to tell people that are getting started and and getting out of the gate of uh, not having had tried toys before and and are wanting to get into that? What do you have to say to them? You know, I I just want to remind people that sex is supposed to be fun. I think that gets lost um, on a lot of people, um, you know, in relationships. And we we try to bring the fun back to it, whether it's games or lingerie or or sex toys. Um, And just, you know, keep things interesting, keep things spicy. Um, You know, and and the research that I've done and, and from the therapist that I've talked to, the more you have sex, the more you want sex. And so we, you know, we just encourage people to enjoy that facet of their lives. Nice. I like that. More sex, more sex. So we want more (laughs) sex, right? (laughs) I totally agree with that. (laughs) So awesome. Awesome. 
Have you noticed any trends in the? Uh, and you, you you say Adam and Eve has been around for forty some years, right? Do you, do you perceive? Right. You know, here's the way things are going that. Um, People are losing interest in one area and gaining interest in something else. Obviously, Fifty Shades of Grey brought a lot of interest in that. But what do you, what, I mean, and this is going to be kind of weird, but what is the future of sex toys for Adam and Eve? I don't know. I keep reading about these sex robots, but that's <laughs> kind of creepy, I think. I don't know. Um, you know, right now we're seeing a big shift toward um, male prostate toys. Mm. Um, heterosexual men, I think, um, are feeling curious and wondering what all the fuss is about. And um, I think are a little less intimidated by, you know, the whole backdoor game. And so we're, we're selling a lot of, um, of prostate toys to heterosexual now, men. What, what would be a, I mean, I generally, I haven't tried any prostate play, uh, but what would be, I get the idea and I go to my, my yearly physical mm -hmm. and maybe that's not the same thing. I hope not. <laughs> um, what, is, what would be a, a I, I, I really can't picture what you would put up there that would <laughs> uh, stimulate the prostate. Um, yeah, well, they're toys um, designed, you know, specifically for prostate stimulation. They're very similar to the G-Spot toys, um, mm -hmm. you know, vibrators and, and dildos that have, you know, a little bit of a curve. Um, and they're for couples play or, you know, solo play. Um, but I think... People are becoming a, a lot more relaxed um, about anal play these days. Yeah, and that's actually funny that you bring that up because I just had a Tantra meetup. We just did a, a, a Tantra workshop sort of thing. And um, there were guys in there that were mentioning prostate play. And then they're like, no, 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 I'm het. But that rocks, <laughs> you know. So that's really kind of neat that that is really coming out now. So... Yeah. Just so you know. yeah, I think people are, are loosening up a lot yeah. about the whole the whole thing. But we still have a way to yeah. go. Loosening up. <laughs> yes, we're all about the cheap laps here on Erotic Awakening. Sometimes I feel like I'm I was like talking to Beavis and Butthead. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like a twelve year old boy sometimes. What? <laughs> <laughs> so, Louis, if you don't mind, I'll. Uh, it's a little late to say this now, but let me ask you a personal question. <laughs> What's it like to work for Adam and Eve? Do you do you tell people, you know, like, oh, I work for Ford Motor Company. Oh, really? I work for Adam and Eve. And like they just change their complete view of you. You know, that's only ever happened a couple of times where people have been offended or or shocked or, or whatever. Um, most of the time in conversation when I bring it up. Um, you know, I get a nod or a wink or whatever. And then later on, I'm cornered and asked all kinds of questions. And if I can, you know, bring people toys. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Uh-oh. So that makes me think when you've been pulled aside and trapped in a corner, mm -hmm. what's the weirdest question that's been asked of you? Not to Ooh. put you on the spot, but I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's always weird when someone you don't know asks you your personal, you know, well, ha do you like that? Have you tried this? That's always a little, you know, I, I never really know what to say. That's a little. Yeah, sure. Maybe. Yeah, I can see that. Well, one more question for you, if you don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, you, you, I, I guess we. that's called foretelling. <laughs> What's your favorite book? <laughs> um, you know. There's so many. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, 
I really think, um, you know, just one of the little pocket rockets uh-huh. can do a multitude of, of, of good. <laughs> it can, it, for me personally, you know, that's as, as it works just as well as, you know, some of these hundred dollar items. Right. So whenever people ask me what product they should get, I always say, start with something small and simple. You can always work mm-hmm. up, but you know, now the average price of a vibrator is around $60. And that's a lot to shell out for something that you don't know if you're going to mm-hmm. like or not. And, and challenging to return, I assume. I'm sorry? I, I take it there's some challenges on having returns on used <laughs> product. That Oh, you know what? We do take returns if they're defective. And um, I do think we have a 100% money back guarantee if you wow. don't like it. Wow, that's actually pretty good. But, you know, I keep forgetting that I own a bullet. So, and I think it's in my glove box. <laughs> Glad that you have it handy. <laughs> the next time you get pulled over for speeding and you're reaching for your license, that'll right. be fun. But bullets are great because, I mean, they're so non-threatening to use with a partner. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, they're discreet if you want to use one alone. They're, they have a multitude of uses. Like <laughs> so Katie, it's been a pleasure to talk to you tonight and I very much appreciate your openness. How do people find out more about Adam and Eve sex toys? They can go to adamandeve.com and we have a special offer for your listeners. Um, they can get 50% off almost any item that we offer and free shipping if they use code AWAKE at checkout. That's A-W-A-K-E. Fantastic. Awesome. I may have to go check out the catalog. Yeah, apparently we've got the name of a couple of things over here the that I've got to try. Yes, and, and just FYI, I do have a partner that says I should try prostate play, and I've been saying really? no. I've been yes. You, oh, three guesses who? I, time's I up. can guess. All of them actually. So there you go, Katie. Uh, Kathy, Katie, it's been a pleasure to talk to you. So you got now, you got me all fuddled and everything. <laughs> Uh, thank you very much for being on the podcast tonight and have a fantastic time. We're going to go put into practice some of this uh, more sex makes you happy philosophy. I like that philosophy. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Our end music is provided by Pocket Universe. You're currently listening to the loud clock in the background and a song called Wim. The official E.H. Water is... Hey, where's all our tweets? The person we've seen most recently is Christy. The current sender of tentacles is Jay-Z. The provider of graphic novels is Johnny Jackhammer and the Good Witch of the North. And the official food that goes on boobs is still garlic, cheese, and white pepper sprinkled popcorn. Bye, Dawn. Bye, Dan. <laughs> <laughs>